Hey, you're listening to the Canadian Asian Missional Podcast, and this is episode 28. And today we're going to be talking about the relationship between parachurch ministries and the church. Let's do this. Hey, thank you guys so much for joining us. Hey, we really appreciate you guys joining this conversation and continuing to wrestle with us on this journey. Today, we got Letty Wong back. How are you doing? Hi, good. How are you? <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. Yes, we're excited to jump into this topic because I think there's still so much that we can kind of continue to learn from in terms of this relationship. And so before we jump into it, Letty, you've been part of a parachurch organization for a number of years. Uh, what has that experience been like? How did you get involved? My involvement started when I started university, and then being part of Guelph Asian Christian Fellowship was how I got connected with Ambassadors for Christ. And so from there, because I was in the leadership positions in the fellowship, I was part of helping with the joint fellowship events and whatnot. And then from there, I got to know staff who became friends a lot later. And and I think part of it is them mentoring me into this journey. Um, mm. Yeah. I was saying yes to Jesus when it was, I wanted to say yes to other things. <laughs> mm. How would you define the, the experience for yourself? Was it a good experience? Was it a hard experience? Was it a very foreign experience? What was that like? I think it was a good experience and God has been very gentle with me and Amen. <laughs> in getting me to say yes to him. Started with like volunteering and whatnot, and then slowly it was like, okay, one year, and then it's like, okay, what does that look like? I've always kind of idolized missions as going somewhere far, going to like Africa or something. Sure. Was easier to tell someone I'm going to missions instead of going, I'm staying here and I'm working with church kids already. (laughs) But within that, I think God really showed me that even within the church walls, there are people that don't actually know him. Mm. And there is a space for us to be a part of their lives in that sense. So That is super cool. Yeah. All right. We got Shu and Bernard also here. How are you guys doing? What? Hola. Canadian Asian Missional Podcast. Sometimes. We need some uh, Canadian we Asian just Go for it. We need to go for it. Yes. Why? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're going there today. Anyways, I want to pose a question out there. The question is this. What would your definition of a parachurch ministry be? And I'm going to ask both Shu and Bernard first before asking Letty, who has been part of a parachurch ministry. So, Shu and Bernard, how would you define, if you were going to tell someone what a parachurch ministry is, what would you say? A parachurch ministry, well, para must mean like a parachute. So. <laughs> The church's parachute that knock out of what the heck I'm saying. Parachute, well, for, I don't know. For what, parachurch is like extension arm usually of the church that feels that the church itself cannot engage or in some type of ministry out, you know, beyond the church's reach or, or, or a group of people that they can't reach out to or, or some of that degree. So they will try to, yeah, build up an organization that can help uh, minister or to reach out to a certain group of people or something like that. 
Yes. I love <laughs> how you just went from parachute to that. I just, that was amazing. Yeah. I got nothing, man. I got nothing. You got nothing. <laughs> Bernard. I was trying to think back on my Greek. I think para means to be with or alongside, something like that. Paraclete? Paraclete. <laughs> yeah, paraclete. But if that's the terminology, then I guess parachurch is an organization that works alongside with oh, churches. Yes. You know, and, and it may be that there are gaps that churches have maybe missed out on or have not focused on in their organization that realizes their gaps. And they're working, ideally, I think, cultivating whatever part of the mission or reflecting the kingdom of God together. Yes. All right. So we got two definitions from two pastors. Slightly different. One involved parachutes, but that was great. Yes, Letty, how would you define a parachurch ministry? And once again, we want to clarify, we're not saying one definition is right or wrong or better than the others, but it's interesting to hear different perspectives of it. So my Greek is not as good as these guys, so <laughs> I just thought of parallel. <laughs> we're right. talking about parachurch, and I think... Not parachute? Not, not quite parachute, but... Yeah, so like I think being uniquely positioned to partner alongside the church. And as someone who has been deeply involved for the last several years, how would you define that partnership? You talked a lot about like walking mm-hmm. alongside, you know, parallel, mm-hmm. along the same directions, working toward the same goals, but you know, how how do you see partnerships happening? I think when I was at ASC, one of the things that I got to do and was one of the fun things was to engage in conversations with different pastors and to see what the needs of their students were. And from there, what were some conversations that the church was struggling to have and have a space for that we could as a parachurch open space to? Like, for example, I remember very distinctly the LGBTQ conversation that we had. And right. a lot of churches weren't equipped to talk about that. But as a parachurch, we could have other resources and we weren't tied down by a denomination to talk about those certain topics. So it sounds like that just out of the nature of the parachurch ministry or the organization, that it actually opened you know opportunities up in which to engage in different ways. And that that could be something that could be helpful for the church. Because we have very different boundaries, aside from keeping the fundamental of truth of who Christ is, we get to buffer other churches and we get to invite them into working towards one thing that's a communal goal for all of us. Mm -hmm. And we get to have a space to talk openly about topics that the church is divided in. And we get to bring people together. So, yeah, with AFC, we, with like the conferences and stuff, we got to allow students to kind of see a bigger picture of the church outside of their usual Sundays. Mm. And Bernard, earlier you talked a little bit about gaps within church ministry. What are some of the gaps that you saw and how do you think parachurch ministries can be part of, of filling those gaps? I think Letty alluded to some of it where, you know, there are researches and conversations that are maybe harder to broker into the church where we can draw from other resources that can come speak into it. Right. You know, like we interview Minsu, you know, he talked a little bit about his ministry. Yeah. That was the last episode. Yeah. And that's kind of some of the partnerships. I was working with a parachurch organization that was a community center 
uh, that work closely with the church, right? Because it created a different access point for the community. Because it's a, it's a regular space where people were able, like especially kids uh, in that neighborhood, they were able to engage that. And so I think like that's kind of where the relationships are forming between, mm. even like in mission, right? Like in in overseas missions, as typically where people think about it where churches from certain area doesn't have access to another country or to something where parachurch organizations, especially mission-based parachurch organizations, help to connect some of these churches and and missionaries to those places, right? Funny, because I work with a tribe that's very involved in overseas missions, Mm -hmm. right? And so then part of my question is like, what is the role of denominations? Mm. Back to your question about gaps, John. I, I think there are a lot of gaps, Within the church, like a lot of it is just the ecclesial building of this community. Right. But areas of mission, areas of justice, areas of even higher thinking, like seminaries and trainings and teachings, like there, there are a lot of pockets that not every church is able to, to engage and be the expertise on. And perhaps part of that is leveraging parachurches to be the fillers and supporters and experts in those gaps areas. Mm. So what do you guys think holds the church back from being able to engage in all those areas? You know, sometimes I think, why do we have to try to fill all the holes? I, I find that it's more because some people have, may have callings or giftings or, or passions towards certain things, and that's cool. Okay, I'll just show my cards that I think parachurch ministry is just church ministry. <laughs> it's, extended, it's part of the church, but it's when we have to now institutionalize a lot of things and we... we segregate and divide out things like that's when we don't it's just like when we we don't see kingdom-minded things right and we we talked about this in in a previous episode right but i find that that's the hard part for me where i just find there's there's two sides to this because i find coming from a larger church sometimes you try to be everything to everybody which you just you can't yeah that's not maybe capacity wise gifting wise (laughs) i know we should all go to bernard's church who's able to do every single ministry on on Uh, known to man you know 25 people and uh everybody is (laughs) head of ministry and and amen to that what i find holy spirit what i find actually happens with that is because you start all these different ministries and then in the end it becomes a competition of ministries, right? It sometimes does. You're I trying to pull people in, yeah. It can and, become territorial or, or inherit my ministry. Okay, that that happens too in, in I think our context. So I find yeah. that that's the that's the kind of sticky part. It happens in parachurch too, right? Where I find the difficulties, but it's just but for us to even consider. No, I, I just see this needs to be just this is church ministry. All of it's like God's ministry, yeah. but not everyone holds that perspective. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. probably many. Yeah. Probably many don't. <laughs> yeah, but like, is that the question? You know, you ask, right? Is it the big C church or the little C church? Mm. Right? Because I think that makes a big difference. Because we see everything as part of the the church. Sure. Then there's a different mentality, and like she said, like we we don't all have to be like doing everything, but maybe space and the sermon and dialogue is like the theme of our year. But maybe <laughs> we need more space where we can actually. <laughs> engage with what that looks like and create space to send people off and sure. be like, well, yeah, like I really sense God placing on your heart, a deep sense of justice mm-hmm. and working with the poor. And we will send you, we will support you. We would help you on this journey out. And perhaps you would support a different church right? in, in the whole process. Right. But again, how do we see church? Sure. For me, a big thing is like empire versus kingdom. 
Mm. Like, how do we see church as an empire that we we keep building mm-hmm. and we we keep to ourselves, or is there is there a kingdom that is much larger than our own? Sure, and that we recognize that we're part of a team. Yeah, like Jesus is the Lord, one Lord. I think you put it really well there because if we view church as empire, parachurch could be a threat yeah. to the empire. Whereas if we view it as we are all part of the kingdom together, we are all joining together on God's work in this world. Like I could even say, like when Letty, you're mentioning having creating space for the LGBTQ discussion and being not affiliated with a denomination helps you with that. Like that, that's an example of that where some people be like, "That's fantastic." Other people are like, "Nope, no, nope. yeah, like, <laughs> you know, sure. like we we don't allow this, or, or you know, this the yeah. iron like iron hand goes down, right?" There so, are certain churches that would be like, "Okay, we're not coming because yeah. right. you don't have like a." Like black and white kind of stance. And then with TC training and stuff, then sometimes certain churches will feel like we stole their most prized leaders for that period of time because they'll be focused on TC and not the ministries they've committed to at church. Mm. And then then when they come back, then it's like, okay, you have them for six months. I'm kind of curious, so, you know, being non-denominationally affiliated, how do you wrestle with, like, theological questions that may arise within, as a body of a parachurch? I think that's a great question. I think, like, because most, all of us come from different denominations. Right. Even within AFC, for example. Um, one of the things that I think puts us uniquely in a position to learn from one another, keeping, like, core fundamental truths of who Christ is, and then... All of the other things about how to do things changes as leadership changes. And so we get to be in a position to talk about that and learn from the ones that are more about the Bible, that we need to be more Bible. And then ones that are more about the spirit, learning to pray and listen. Like within an organization, we get to learn all those parts together and then Mm -hmm. discern and that's so cool that it could be naturally ingrained as part of the organization to be able to learn together in that way, right? And may, maybe even like it affords more of a space to do that as part of who you are rather than perhaps if we've inherited a certain ideology or perspective or paradigm within the church. You know, talking about your experiences, what have some of those joys been in terms of being part of a parachurch ministry? Well, I think like partnering and like getting to hang out with all of you guys. It's like one of the fun parts. I think being able to witness unity within the church because we get to uh, facilitate for one goal together. That's awesome. And then, yeah, I think like those are really exciting to see. And being able to see God move the whole city of Toronto instead of just one pocket of the church in one area, but like seeing all of us come together. Mm. I think that's one of the... Very exciting things you get to do. Very nice. Very nice. Now, the opposite end of that question. Mm. What have some of those challenges been in terms of being part of a parachurch organization? I think a lot of it sometimes is like my own irrational thoughts of feeling sometimes insignificant and what sometimes being women in leadership looks Mm. like. That always gets brought up because we are not denominational and we get a variety of students who are from different denominations. Yeah, so that feeling of like insignificance to the church life and I think seen as not necessary sometimes as much as we do see the gaps, but then it's like, well, the church has enough talents within itself to fill those gaps. 
So do we really need you guys? Yeah. <laughs> I've also seen a lot of really cool parachurch models too. Mm. Like I have a friend that's in Scarborough and some of the things that they do is they hire on youth workers half time. And then like these youth workers work half time with the parachurch and half time as a youth pastor at a local mm. church because that local church would not have been able to hire a youth pastor. And so like, I think, I think it's cool mm-hmm. like to expand what this can look like. Hmm. Like I used to have a very hard line and here's, here's me revealing my past <laughs> sins. <laughs> I used to think like, why do we need parachurch? It should be like, it's just the church should have done it. Right. But if we see parachurch as part of the church, then we begin to see that, Oh, like there are avenues that, sure. you know, these spaces can be created to support and work with the churches. Yeah. Like even thinking of like TC teens conference, like, it's like if, if you made one church like try to run that, then it's either a denominationally focused thing or like, you know, empire thing. Yeah, it could be an empire thing, right? Yeah. But you could do it. Strikes back. Yeah. Technically. Like, empire strikes back. And, and yeah, it's, it's possible. Yeah. But the thing is, I think what, what's come, and I think even why, why bigger events that try to connect people together anyways, eventually even the smarter organizations push out a bit more. Okay, let's let some of these people run it so it's not only our thing. So that how do you be more, at least if the goal is to be more including of, you know, and kingdom minded in a bigger sense that happened, if that's a thing, but, but if not, then it could become an empire thing. But, but yeah, so I, I, I do, I, I do see that was, that was part of the initiative. Cause I, I even think about things like even for, for my context, my church, it's like, oh, we're big enough that we could run a lot of things or run like a big thing. But how do we work with other people who's going to be the networkers to help us with those relationships who's so it's just like well if there's something already happening why don't we just be a part of that and contribute and be a part of the fabric of what's going on there mm. it's very humbling because it requires like giving up of power because i think for many people or potentially for many churches like it's it's easier to be like well we want to control over what is being taught mm. what is being you know, sent that is out as a part message. of why some churches don't come. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, for sure. You know, speaking along those lines, what are some of those other reasons why you have seen churches or others not wanting to partner with parachurch organizations and ministries? I think there's also a lot of past hurts. Right. Sometimes some feel like one takes over the other and then the idea of partnership is lost and those hurts build up over the years. Yeah. Sounds like church too. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is all the church <laughs> as we were talking about. I think sometimes even there might be too much of a focus on what we want to do or accomplish. And that might be a greater focus than seeing the the great value of working together with others. Seeing the treasure that we have in terms of being able to be part of God's kingdom work together is not as sometimes appreciated as what we want to accomplish. It's a success question too. Like what is the, the accomplishments is a certain kind of success in a way, like what, what defines success has been corrupted mm. by the way that we understand the desired outcome to be. Yeah. Sometimes like, I think like, I, I don't know if like you ever felt it a pair as a, when you were working in a parachurch organization, like a certain like results you're like hoping to get. And then it's like, oh, like, you know, like, what about our donors, our supporters, mm-hmm. and blah, blah. There's all these stuff that kind of comes out. 
but it's like and and for churches too right like you know our big things are butts bucks and building right like oh have you have the building yet how much money is it in your budget Mm -hmm. and you know how many butts are at your sunday gatherings Mm -hmm. but maybe like part of that shift is like we need to re-examine what success means right and perhaps success doesn't also overcome like come overnight like it's not like oh we do this big jam and bam like we we're good like for a year mm-hmm. but it's like this the, the incremental successes mm-hmm. and the narrative of success that needs to help shape our imagination of the relationship sure wouldn't it be so cool if part of the way we define success is we have great partnerships mm. wouldn't that be so awesome mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's my thing <laughs> that'd be amazing like, yeah. oh, you know, how are things going? We have great partnerships. That'd be so cool. That'd be so awesome. I don't yeah. think that's enough for some people. <laughs> well, and back to the whole, whole thing about, yeah, back to the whole <laughs> thing about how do we define success, right? What do we value? What do we see as even values of the kingdom yeah, and how sure. they're lived out? Yeah. Actually, you mentioned a little bit earlier before, as part of a parachurch organization, because it's not in a traditional church model and there's not a sense of those who are members of that church contributing and, you know, giving their offering to support the work of the church, parachurch exists in a very different way. And so what does that side of things look like? Because once again, you know, this is a side that we rarely ever see, you know, what does fundraising look like? What does, uh, as an organization that's not normally invested into through kind of a regular offering look like? I think that's definitely one of the fun challenges, but also one of the places where we see the most of God's grace. When I was at ASC, it's one of it's a pretty small grassroots organization, and yet we get to reach a number that is very big in proportion to what we have resource-wise. And so when I was fundraising, that was always one of those places where I was like, really, God, like, okay, you better provide if you want me to say yes. And yet, like, yeah, like there are definitely those that do God compels that need to. And I think one of the things that we've been lacking in terms of support has been uh, in the past because AFC started as something that the Chinese church saw as a need. So we started from that. A lot of Chinese churches built into that. But then once they didn't saw less of that uh, return in some ways, okay, then there are churches that have pulled back and and it, it is based on relationships, too. If you have certain people you know in the organization, you're more likely to give. That's why it shifted from a pool fundraising in the last five years to individual staff fundraising for right. their own salary. Um, yeah, so I think that has definitely been a challenge. And a lot of the parachurches that we've partnered with, their staff also has to fundraise. Has that prevented anyone from being involved in a parachurch ministry because they've had to fundraise and they've had to, you know, engage in that capacity? I think absolutely. I think especially in the Asian context, like it's not a, it's an even weirder definition of success if I have to ask for money to support myself, right? And and yeah. so like that, that's already one of the things that, especially for my coworkers that are Chinese speaking, that's an even harder idea and concept to really get their churches to be on board with yeah it's actually a hard thing for most people yeah like yeah asian culture has such a big shame culture towards it Mm -hmm. but it's just also like it's the narrative 
of like, oh, like I'm asking people for money so that. And it puts us in a posture of trust and a posture of humility, but it's like not always the most fun to be in that space when you don't know and there's so much uncertainty. Mm. But even in that, like you're able to model that, you know, this is not a shameful thing. This is not something that is a sign of weakness that I have to ask, you know, for support from others, but rather like that God has opened up this opportunity in which Mm -hmm. I can be a part of. Would you come around me in which to help me to be able to do that and to follow God in that way? But not everyone sees it that way, right? Yeah, it needs to have that shift, right? Like it's instead of like, oh, I need the need in order to, to accomplish the ministry. It's like, well, God's given this vision and this is the narrative that God is painting. Uh, would would this person or organization be willing to partner with God's work? So it becomes less about like, hey, help me so I can have the money to do the work that God's called me. But no, no, no. Like this is this is God's you're narrative unfolding. Yeah, you know? like you're invited into yeah. it as well. So yeah, I think, and it's also like the way people give now is very different. Sure, like our donors that were from you know, the boomer generation, it's like they believed in this ministry, so they will give back. And this is like their way of showing faithfulness. And then as the generations progress, it's like, well, what is this? What is this doing? And is it doing like, does it impact the world? Mm, Like, I think how we give or how we buy things already is very different. And so it's like, what is organic fair trade? Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, you even mentioned it earlier about like, you know, do we support this and then we have this expected return? Mm-hmm. Or do we support this because this is the vision God has given us? And that's that's two very different things, right? Some people give because they do want to support. They see, they, they feel God impressing that on them. And then they're like, I, I want to help support. Yeah, this just, that's the situation I think we're, we're in. That is just like, there are some people who are, they are going to be very understanding what they're doing. Other people who are not as much, but that they're still you know, wanted to help whatever way they can or the best that they, they understand they can. And but, what it's just, if, but what if that is the step of faith? Maybe. That maybe they're like, you yeah. know what, like, I'm not so sure about this, but I'm sensing I should be supporting this. And then as they do, they are confirmed about what that is. But, but that's why I like the best, okay, because I've experienced people <laughs> from parachurch, at, like, ask me to be their support, right? <laughs> One, you know, I joke around with other pastors and you're like, why are you asking me as a pastor? <laughs> like I'm getting really paid chump change too. But it's like, but it's just like when they ask me, it's it's like uh, there's some people who can really articulate and and, and talk and, and and like you said, build relationships because so we're in this together, right? Mm-hmm. And there are other people who are just like I, like I just gotta hit my mark or, or whatever. Of course, I'm not gonna say it that way, but feels that way. So it's just of course I want to partner with with someone who's like no we're. I, and I totally, yeah, we're, I totally sense this where God's called, but sometimes it's like, I should, because this is like, you know, help get people saved, you know, or something like, you know, I just, there's, there's that mentality where it's like, well, maybe that's not the only thing that that's part of, you know, the mission that's part of, you know, where some of those we, we, we desire for God's kingdom to come, but it's not just, let me throw, you know, help, help, help this person do it in this way. And then that was my contribution. I don't have to think about it. Well, you know, I'm just thinking of like Fitch's kind of thing about ideology, right? About like, I don't have to really think about it or be focused on it. I can just 
throw money at it like a Starbucks kind of, you know, oh, I help $3 for a fair trade. You, you know? don't, by the way. <laughs> oh, and Barnard, Bernard would know. Bernard would know. So, so, okay. No kicks on this Starbucks. Is not a, I, yeah, you know. This is not a rant against no. that, but it's like, I feel we're... Some people's hearts are it's like at, a conscience thing. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yes, and, exactly. But that could be the way that God is working in their mm-hmm. life, right? Part of it is like as a paratrich, it's, sometimes it's like we get like the leftover of like yes. what is, you know, left of, oh, I already gave my 10%. So this is like already a bonus, God. Mm. Like, uh, and it's not really, yeah, like they, they don't always feel like this is part of it. Sure. They don't see it the same way. Yeah. All right. Before we jump into our takeaway box, which is our final thought. I want to ask you, Letty, if someone came up to you and said, I want to start a parachurch organization, or I want to be involved in a parachurch ministry, how would you respond to them? Are you sure? (laughs) No, I think if God really calls that person to do it, then I think parachurch is a great space to learn. And like, if they have the support of their, their churches, then yeah, like, it is a good space to continue God's mission in, in ways that we don't necessarily always get on, on like, the church ground level. Sure. Yeah, and I think, like, yeah, I think, for example, when I was doing move-in and stuff, like, that was not something that was, not something that the church promoted itself within the one that I was going to, but at the same time, like, they were very supportive, and in that it also allows the church to grow. It could be a great space in which to explore and to see how God is working, how God is leading, how God is already present. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So moving into our takeaway box, our final thought for our episode, something we want listeners to think about and continue to wrestle through and to chew on, to bring back with them. Letty, what would your final thought be? How could we have a kingdom perspective? In regards to parachurch organizations and ministries, in terms of partnerships with churches, and what does that mean to be part of of God's unfolding mission? So what would your final thought be? I think, again, where we are is a very uniquely gifted place for all of this to happen. I think a lot of the pastoral staff themselves have experienced uh, fruit from the parachurch and are fruit from the parachurch. And so, yeah, to not see it as a threat. we're not stealing your kids. Yeah, and that we want to be a resource as well. Sure. Yeah, and parachurches it, ourselves are partnering with par- parachurches so that we're not duplicating what God is already doing. All right. Thank you, Letty Wong. Thank you so much for being part of the podcast and the conversation. conversation. Thank you for giving us your insights and sharing your experiences with us. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. All right. You guys have been listening to the Canadian Asian Missional Podcast. Please remember to rate and review our episodes because that helps us get this conversation out there and engage with more people. You can connect with us through Facebook, Twitter, or by email. We'd love to hear from you. Please let us know how we are doing in this conversation and how we can be doing it better. But also let us know how you are wrestling with this in your context and living this out. Are you experiencing the same thing? What are your partnerships with pair church organizations like? Once again, this is the Canadian Asian Missional Podcast, and we hope you'll join us on this journey. See you later. Peace.